Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout. Um, I have a bonus ode for you today, so bonus ode Quaxons at the ready. Um, I'm here today um, with one of the one of the architects of the Dundead Film Festival, uh, Michael Cool. My name, which I forgot to mention until this point, is Andy Conduit Turner. So, Michael, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Oh, um, thank you very much for finding the time, especially I know that uh, we were talking just before we started here. Off the back of Dundead Film Festival, we've had a little bit of time to rest and recuperate after what's been a very busy film festival season in the greatest genre, I must add. Um, so um, let's let's begin. So um, Dundead Film Festival, as the name would suggest, is based in Dundee up in Scotland, where, where you and I both live. Uh, and you celebrated your 10th year this year, correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2011 was the... The first year um and then we didn't we didn't have a festival in 2020 or uh 2021 we had a, a slightly shorter uh, dundead summer camp um so 2022 was our first you know full festival back since the pandemic um and it was our 10th festival yeah and nice to be back i imagine nice to see the cinema full again yeah definitely um i you know, over the last two years, you kind of um, get maybe used to, to working from home. And there were periods where DCA was closed and reopened and closed again. And um, uh, But I was really looking forward to and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed having a full cinema. I think um, Dundead especially, you know, you, you want to have that, that festival atmosphere and that that um there's a kind of community i think that comes with with horror as a genre you know um it's it, it's uh yeah it kind of generates discussion doesn't it so yeah absolutely uh, and some of the films for this year in particular i know are, are great discussion pieces but i know you and i are probably biased on this one but i think when it comes to films that's enjoyable to watch with uh you know with an audience that audience participation 
I, I don't think there's any other genres that really hit the same notes as a horror film together with other people in the in the cinema. You don't kind of get that same experience watching a an intense drama. Like you know, I, I don't need to hear people's gasps of those things, but here it hit the horror for things that really it really strikes a chord when you see other people experiencing it in the same space, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and that's yeah, that's something that. Um, yeah it was just it was just great to have to have that back and um and to have those audiences and um and to have those experiences in the cinema again you know after the last two years especially um yeah really hit home how important that is you know yeah and you know it was it was my first one i uh, moved up to scotland just last year so this was my first dundead festival um what a great venue you guys have. I must say, like, it's such a nice space, like good screening rooms, good, like, attached facilities as well. It was really nice to meet um, one of our one of our regular co-hosts, uh, John Crin, and I didn't get, didn't get to see him as often as I would like to. We got to meet up and have a have a beer before we went in and enjoyed uh, the screening of Dashcam I was able to attend. Um, and we'll come to that shortly, I'm sure. But really really nice uh, venue like you guys do not horror things but you guys do screenings and you you operate all year round as well correct yeah 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 thanks very much that's that's nice to hear um so i'll yeah i'll take off my dundad programmer hat and put on my um cinema program assistant hat uh yeah dca yeah we, we i mean we're open all year um we have two screens um and we program a wide range of um, of films, um, yeah, uh, art house, uh, and also some more mainstream films. Um, the Dundead Strand kind of continues through the year. Um, we have Discovery Film Festival, festival for young people. Um, so yeah, we have yeah, it's a busy. For, for two screens, we, we try and pack a lot you, in. You certainly pack it in. And I'm glad you touched on the fact that horror work goes on throughout the year. I know you guys have um, got a number of screenings that were coming up. You did some Sam Raimi stuff recently, right, in celebration of um, Multiverse of Madness. Um, but you have some more coming up throughout the year. Is there anything that's coming up um, in the coming weeks and months that, that are on the slate already? Uh, yeah, Dundead fans um, will probably want to come and see Alex Garland's Men, which we're screening. Um, that's his his follow-up to Annihilation with Jesse Buckley. It's kind of folk horror. Um, we are, we're also screening, we have a few screenings of uh, a new restoration of uh, Carl Dreher's Vampire, which is celebrating its 90th birthday this year. So we had Nosferatu in the festival, if you enjoyed that. Um, our, our, our retrospective strand this year was Vampires. Uh, and we had Nosferatu, which is 100 years old um, this year. Uh, so if you enjoyed that, then Vampire, I think, is a film that isn't really talked about as much as Nosferatu is. But I think it's, it's uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see the, the restoration of that. That sounds that sounds great. And then was it was it the anniversary of Nosferatu that really drove the the vampire theming in the retrospective portion, or was there any other anything else that was narrowly pipped to the post by vampires this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose you have ideas, or I have ideas about strands, um, and a lot of 
the decisions on what to screen uh, really hinge on on what is available and what um, you know. It's maybe not not the most exciting answer, but um, but yeah, it's true. I think um, what I'm learning this is this is my first full undead that I, I programmed myself. Um, uh, is that a lot of films, a lot of classic films that people, you know, you would think people would want to see and that you would think would be available to screen maybe aren't. So even within vampires, there were films which um, which we couldn't screen, mm -hmm. even if we'd wanted to. So there was kind of a bit of both, you know, I'd had this vampires idea. Um, so there was a bit of kind of inspiration or whatever creativity to tie into Nosferatu but also from from a practical standpoint there were a couple of other ideas that I was kind of investigating um I sometimes think it's a little bit like being a detective you mm -hmm. you, you have these ideas and you you have to find out who has the rights to these films and sometimes if it's a film from the 70s or something you have to email about five people before you, you can find out who actually has the rights and whether they can they can, who can give you permission to show it and who can and then yeah. I, I guess get you a print almost as well so you actually have the facility to be able to screen it too yeah exactly exactly that um so yeah there was a bit of kind of both it was practical in in the sense that i knew um that with vampires it's an embarrassment of riches right mm -hmm. it was more a case of of cutting down um you know i, I could have picked five different films and it and it would have there still would have been five great films just still, because I, still more to pick up on as well right exactly um so yeah there was a bit of kind of both and um and yeah those ideas you know hopefully I can cycle back to them in future. Um, it's one of those things that probably, from from the outside, it, it just looks like a, a program. But yeah, in my head, there are a lot of uh, decisions made along the way, and um, conversations that have happened, and things that have maybe fallen through or uh, that I couldn't get, or or that kind Have of thing. to kind of go on the back burner for another time, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. how much is um, programming in general? And, you know, talk to me about like themes here as well. Are you kind of influenced by what is the, the the current trend? You mentioned men is next week. You know, we've probably seen folk horror grow uh, quite significantly or have a bit of a resurgence in the last couple of years, right? Like, do you think that's continuing? Is that reaching like its apex now? I similar question i guess for things like found footage with things like dash cam are, the, are these the two biggest trends are there any are there any others that you're seeing on the rise at the minute um yeah i mean folk horror i think yeah i think you know i think it, it comes back to that mark gatiss documentary where he kind of outlined folk horror and those themes and things and now i, th I think that was maybe 10 years ago something like that and now, yeah, it does. It does feel like there's more films being made in in that vein. Um, found footage, I think, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's never really gone away. I don't think since Blair Witch, you know, it's kind of um, 
paranormal activity have kept that candle burning for for better or for worse um but yeah i mean in terms of trends um yeah i mean for me the, the most exciting films being made at the moment are films made by um people maybe out with the normal you know white male director mm-hmm. mold so for me like the most exciting filmmakers at the moment are people like Jordan Peele, um, Julia De Curnow, uh, um, Jennifer Kent, um, Jane Schoenbrunn, who made We're All Going to the World's Fair. Oh yes, I managed to catch that one on um, on, on the on-demand service as well. So um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't make a screening for that one, but I did manage to catch it uh, on demand. Like yeah, there's, there's so much interesting new content coming out as well and it is i agree always really refreshing to see some new names or people that don't necessarily fit into the traditional uh director demographics that we'll have seen for generations now with yeah i think because yeah i think that is for me probably the 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 greatest sin a horror movie in particular can 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 ever commit like i uh, unapologetically like things that are you know academically speaking bad movies bad horror movies but I still yeah I, I absolutely love them but I have very little time for a horror movie that should never be boring certainly I think being boring is the worst thing you can do for horror and sometimes it means treading that fine line between tropes that people love and they really appreciate but then finding new ways to do them as well. And I think a lot of the filmmakers we're seeing um, now, like World's Fair as an example, they've they taken the, the screen movie and they've, they've added that new and different dimension to it. Um, there were some movies that we saw out of the uh, Glasgow Fright Fest this year as well that I think were exceptionally interestingly done as well. Like there are some really great new different ways of looking at these things coming up. And I think that's, something we see again when we see old genres re-emerging and I think that's why folk horror has been particularly exciting for people in the last three three to five years maybe because really it had and you know there were exceptions to this but you know quite a significant fallow period right between you know your big you know your big hitters like your Wickermans of the of the past and then you know we have a really quiet time. You know, you get things like Kill List that have those elements to them, but then you see, I guess, like Midsummer maybe is perhaps the most significant, like almost blockbuster level example, but then seeing films like Men, which have just, just from the trailers, like a really disquieting surrealness to them before you've even seen anything. Um, and, and I think there's that element of believability or normality to it as well, like especially being from countries like the UK, where there are areas where not many people live um, that have, you know, really sort of insular communities that you can be involved with or, or, or encounter. Um, so, that, yeah, fantastic, exciting stuff coming out. And, uh, yeah, excited to hear you, you guys are going to be screening men as well. I will get on to uh, some, some folks in Dundee so we can make it down for a screening of that next week as well. I think 
sorry, spoilers for the announcement for next run of episodes if this comes out before this week's episode. I think we're going to cover men on a on a full episode next month, so should be a good one. Great. Um, we do actually have a couple of preview screenings of men as well, actually. Oh, nice. Flag up, um, which are on the 1st of June. Um, and... the 2nd of June I want to see. Yeah. Uh, so will you be able to check double check dates maybe and yeah uh, we can we can put those in the show notes for sure yeah. just so people can go through and we'll put the we'll put the links in as well so obviously anyone who is you know Scotland Dundee based um you know you'll find those screenings all those horror fans over there so I think we've mentioned a couple of upcoming films and you mentioned the the, the programming in general for and then, like you touched on a preview of, of men coming up just now, I think one of the preview screenings that you had at the session this year, we, I think it's a film that's on everyone's lips right now. It's about to get a wider release next month as well. Um, I think you introduced the movie at the time as well, Dashcam, when it, um, you had your preview screenings of that there. So again, a great thing to have as part of the festival, certainly a film that's generating a lot of conversation, um, you know, like, I think it really hits the zeitgeist, doesn't it? Like the way that hosted from the same, you know, from the same director, same writing team. Um, in a couple of years ago, while we were all in lockdown, um, tell me a little bit about your experience of Dashcam. Like, um, did it meet your expectations from what you'd heard before, by the time you got to see it? What are your, what are your main thoughts coming away from that? I think um, programming this year, you know, we have kind of, two strands to the festival. We had six old films and six new films. Um, so the retrospective strand was kind of vampires and the new films are, were all um, a mixture of premieres and previews. Um, and in programming the, the new stuff, I deliberately didn't go for kind of pandemic based mm -hmm. movies, I think at the moment I mean horror's always ha had that right from like Roger Corman you know hammer shooting cheap and with limited crew and you know churning them out there's there's a an art to that kind of uh conveyor belt style uh aspect of the genre I think um and certainly I think horror filmmakers were very busy during the pandemic um mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of films where you cannot, you can tell that they were made during the pandemic. You can almost um, see, a, a, you know, the runner scurrying out of shot after making sure that two co-stars are two meters apart kind of thing. Um, and, and yeah, I kind of, uh, a lot of films about deadly diseases and things. And I kind of, I tried to, to, to steer away from that because I thought, um, uh, horror can do a lot of things it can it can be confronting and it can be transgressive and I think the films in the program were uh, were that but in a different way um, but dash cam was kind of the one film which um, which yeah engaged with the, the pandemic really uh, for anyone who doesn't know it's about a live streamer who is um, extremely foul-mouthed. She's fairly unlikable, I would say. Um, uh, 
she wears a Make America Great Again hat. She um, kind of makes fun of uh, COVID uh, regulations and things. Um, and it puts her in a situation where, you know, it's a horror film. She's She comes up against, a, you know, a monster or a demon of some sort. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's one of those films that has generated, uh, yeah, a lot of discussion. It's played a few festivals. It played uh, London Film Festival, Toronto Film Festival. Um, and I think there are a few preview screenings coming up in, in London and things. Um, and yeah, the, the filmmaker Rob Savage, he made Host, which I think was a, a brilliant, it was 50 minutes. Um, it was all set over a Zoom call. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of finding that creativity in limitations, right? And I think yeah. um, dash cam is, is is a bit longer. It's, uh, I think it's it's still under 90 minutes. It's an hour and 25, maybe something like that. Yeah. And it's the first film, he, he signed a three picture deal with Blumhouse, you know, Blumhouse who produced um, Jordan Peele's Get Out, which, you know, yeah. And for me, well, like one of the key horror films of the last 10 years yeah. or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's his first kind of film under the Blumhouse banner, um, but it was made during the pandemic uh, and they had to be quite creative around how they shot it. And, and um, I thought, uh, I think, I think a lot of the, the, the criticism that could be leveled at it. I could understand if, if someone was uh, found it irritating or I think the, the lead character who is playing a, a sort of fictionalized version of herself, she's really extreme in her views. And um, uh, so it is quite uncomfortable, but I think yeah. the film, I don't think the film lionizes her or, or glorifies her. Um, and, it, and it, yeah, it, it does, like you say, it, it, it generates discussion, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I think it's a really good one for building up that discussion. And I think you're right. It leans into things that a lot of films avoid. And I'm taking horror out of the equation here. You see a lot of films which you kind of either have, you know, you assume it's either set pre-pandemic or it's in a world where that doesn't exist because it's a fictional story. But leaning into being very heavily set in what is a real world scenario it like with host it is something that is very relatable to everyone and then you take the covid things aside what for me what what dashcam really is about it's uh, it's culture wars in general right things that you agree or disagree with and covid is one of those binary issues that a lot of people had strong opinions on on both sides the same is true of I think that character overall, um, and, and everyone has that 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 friend that's like that, especially with the characters that she meets, and you can see that um, you know they have they had a relationship of one type and thing, and then one person has moved on with their life, and the other person is still where they were beforehand as well. Um, newsflash to anyone: um, if you do not have a friend like that, then it is you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, it's. It's really interesting as a horror character and the way that that trope is played as well um, of this lead character in here. 
I think if you were watching a traditionally made horror film, this would be uh, a stereotype and an extreme version of a character who you would be waiting for to be the first person killed off by your by your mask slasher, right? And it would be that that archetype, that extreme, almost parody level of of character that was getting remembered. But then to stay with this character for the duration of the film, and technically even though a large portion of your audience, and it's one of these, you'll either be absolutely on her side or this is a repellent person to, 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 you know, to a number of people. And then to be with this character and to root for them, despite what you think of them, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really interestingly done. And also, I think from a writing and delivery perspective, as you mentioned, this is a live streamer. So having that kind of flow of consciousness of the of the comments that come in from the live streams for quite a large portion of the movie as well, um, really interesting. And it's an it's a film that warrants re-watching. I think for that alone, because you're taking in what's on the screen, and then you occasionally you'll you'll take a look at the comments that are coming along there. And it's a great um, it's a great way to see like a like a silent audience isn't it it's like the you know it's like those extra voices that are down at the bottom there without having that many characters that are live so really interesting delivery i was so glad that i managed to come and catch it at the at the festival and i think we're going to run an episode on that next month as well once the other guys have had a few more opportunities to get and see it oh good i'm glad yeah i mean the yeah the, the kind of stream of of comments it's almost like a, a greek chorus kind of thing, uh, that's it? the word i was failing to find yeah <laughs> And yeah, I think having, we had, we're all going to the World's Fair um, on the Thursday night and then Dash Cam on the Friday night. I think they're two films, they're both screen movies, you know, about about women on the internet, but they're they're um, totally different takes on yeah. on one, that one theme. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, we're all going to the World's Fair is currently available to watch on DCA at home. Uh, if you're in the UK, you can watch yeah. it. That's great. And that's a good point to touch on, actually. Yes. So even if you don't live in Scotland, which I know one of you, one or two of you don't. So, yeah, if, if it's a bit of a drive to get to DCA, but they, their programming sounds like something you'd like to engage with. As Michael says, like a lot of their a lot of their content is available DCA online. We will grab that and put that in the notes as well. So you can find the, the links to that if you're UK based and that's something you'd like to be able to watch particularly if you're in the UK and don't live in London where lots of screenings happen I know you're really big London but you know not not all of us live there so um if you want to catch up on some of that content there as well then it's uh then it's available you can you can check those things out and again I guess that also will rotate and update throughout the year as well as more things might become available too so yeah more to check out um I will let you get back to your day shortly, Michael, but I think one more question for you. It's probably too early to reveal themes and everything for the coming, uh, you know, 12 months time when you get round to the next, the 11th film festival. But, um, you know, I, I assume it's things that you're beginning that detective work on now. Um, where can people keep up with everything if they want to get excited about this early? Yeah, so we have um, a Dundead Facebook page where we we try and post things that um, that are coming up that we're excited about, um, uh, and yeah, have a little bit of a a chat about things. I think that's as we've mentioned that kind of horror community is something that um, 
that I think you, you get at the festival, you know, it's, it's always um, like a, a joy to see audience members who don't know each other chatting about the films between, between screenings and things like that. Um, so yeah, we do, we would like to, to, to try and extend that um, and have a bit of a discussion going, you know, um, and uh, DCA, our, our Twitter is at DCA Dundee. Um, uh, and you can give us a follow there. And yeah, like I say, there's kind of, there's a lot of uh, horror stuff uh, coming. Um, and like you mentioned, we just had uh, an Evil Dead triple bill to tie into Sam Raimi's Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange film. Um, so yeah, we're always looking for for ways to, to continue Dundead through the year. Um, and I'm sure there'll be uh, loads more screenings before 2020 is done. 2022 is done, sorry. Yeah, oh, sorry, the last three years count as one anyway, that's fine. <laughs> um, great, so wherever you guys are listening, I tell you what, even if you don't live in the UK or Scotland, Dundee and Perth are real nice. So uh, plan a trip, make it a destination the next time. We'll overtake Cairns yet. So come and uh, you know follow the socials, get involved, have a listen, join those discussions, be part of those communities and so on. Um, thank you once again, Michael, for joining me today. For everyone else listening here, um, you can catch us, of course, on uh, all of your socials. We have the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors on Facebook, which you can join and talk to us there about things you'd like us to cover. Ben has set us up a Twitter now, so uh, sorry, some names are taken, so we are horror underscore hangout underscore, but you know, you'll find us. Uh, you can find me at AndyCTWrites on Twitter and most other places. In the meantime, enjoy the, uh, thanks for joining us for this bonus episode, guys, uh, and we will see you on your feed again, the regular episode next time. Bye for now, everybody. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.